0: maybe this is a good opportunity to ask you uh, what I was asking about the other day that I felt like WTO was this sort of overlap of left and right. Because it was anti-globalist, there was a right wing element to it, but that it was seemingly, how should I say? And well, my, my perception of it was that it was overall more of a left wing movement but that it had right-wing support because it was anti-globalist. And if I'm not mistaken, you you were at WTO protests up in Canada, right?
1: Yeah, not for the WTO, for uh, um, FDAA, when they, uh, they tried free trade area of the Americas. Mm, okay. Uh, and then I went down to uh, D.C. I went to um, IMF World Bank, big protest there in D.C., Sure, Um, and some other ones over in like in Montreal, Quebec City, uh, uh, and then down in the states. I didn't get to Seattle though; I wasn't there.
0: So what uh, what what would you say to what I said there? And as far as do you have a sort of alternative perception then of what that was, Um, or how how would you sort of how would you classify that?
1: Yeah, even at that time, there was a distinction between them. people were saying there was a distinction between anti-globalization and anti-globalist. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was a... Uh, the kind of more left-wing protesters are saying anti-globalization, which is like corporate globalization. And the anti-globalists are... Yeah, the the sort of right-wing groups against the whole idea of the, the New World Order and everything else, you know. So there was kind of a... Uh, was well, kind of a split there. Um, I think there is support um, for for people in Seattle and stuff, even on the uh, right side. But the other the other thing was um, that was during the the Clinton presidency too, right? So uh, so you had right wing people or more Republican people already against Clinton, and so these people protesting were in a, in a way protesting Clinton's. Participation in the WTO, even though Clinton tried to uh, co-opt the protest himself, you know, he tried to say, "Oh yeah, we support them," which they always do, you know. Um, but uh, um, that was that was one of the splits. And then I, I remember that uh, to make that even more distinct, people started to say "alter globalization" on the uh, on the left side. Um just to say that they're not opposed to internationalism, right? Um, internationalism is a good thing. People being able to travel and, and go wherever they want and um, cultures and languages, uh, people mingling together is a good thing, right? So it's not a... It, um, they wanted to make clear that it, it wasn't, uh, kind of a new nationalist movement. There wasn't, it's, it's not a split between nationalism and globalism. So they called it alter globalization, like, a um, where you can change, change, change it from a, uh, corporate globalization to a, like a more like, um, popular radical type of globalization, right? Like, um, not gotcha. based on government.
0: You're alter like A L T E R or altered. Yeah, A L T E R. Altered globalism. Gotcha. I had not heard that expression.
1: Yeah. That I think um. Uh, really comes out in in French. I think it it came out in French too. Alter mondialisation, something, um, same same meaning. But uh, and then it got a- applied after to. Uh, globalization so they would have like like world social forums every time there's a world economic forum going on they'd have this this counter world social forum at the same time um, so yeah it, it was a little bit different like it, it's um, uh, it, it wasn't a complete union by any means of left and right I don't think in that movement
0: sure yeah yeah uh- <laughs> i I, th- I thank you for clarifying i didn't think it was like a you know this holding hands kumbaya moment but but it's just there was over i guess what i'm sort of seeing is as overlap um or sort of maybe a common enemy or something like that
1: yeah yeah well i think there might have been that um f- for quite a few people you know like uh who Who didn't really consider themselves right or left, you know like that it was um people looking at sources from a whole bunch of like looking at a whole bunch of different sources it wasn't as clearly defined as right and left <laughs> Portland is going off just at this moment they just tear gassed a crowd of thousands of people that's
0: yeah a, did you... i mean that's that's the fascinating thing is that the crowds keep getting bigger there and so just to be real, I mean, what I've seen here is that the crowds keep getting smaller.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it, well, it was happening with that in Portland too. I was watching every night at Portland. Like, the, usually these streams end in Portland, and the crowds are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Up until the feds came in, and then uh, and then it finally got in the news. The feds were—they—they they almost killed a guy one night. Um, and then after that, it got into the news. Uh, well it got into twitter first it didn't get into the news automatically like that's that's the whole thing it doesn't um th- it's not news that it's not the media the mainstream media that that uh that steers events it's it it gets on twitter first and it blows up on qu- uh, on twitter it becomes viral on the on the net and then it gets picked up by the uh it gets picked up by local media and then it, and then it's the bigger media companies who pick it up after and so it's 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 hardly driven by the media you know it's just driven by people out in the street uh um filming it and putting it on twitter and other sources and then it just it just gets picked up um once it reaches a saturation point
0: sure well I mean that's that reminds me of like you know all the sort of you know, like the egyptian uh like they called it a twitter revolution right this idea of um, that that was a way in which people were able to communicate. And I feel like even, I remember, gosh, this would have been like 2006 or seven. I remember um, monitoring G8 protests. So Twitter would have been pretty new. But I feel like um, I have a memory of literally like sitting on Twitter, monitoring Police scanners and watching like streams and trying to like kind of relay information and stuff like that and I feel like Twitter's always had this sort of revolutionary aspect to it that's that's really interesting um
1: yeah, it gets. I don't know if it itself is revolutionary. Like, I don't think the company is. It just gets used. No, like, a, no. like a, I know what you mean. It's just like a media as a media source, right? Like a as a different media. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, do you remember? Uh, do you remember Indie Media? What is the it? Indie Media, the whole Indie Media Network. Um,
0: no,
1: that was like uh, same, er, like late nineties, early two thousands anti-globalization movement. They had these, it was, it was complete. I think it still exists, you know, but nobody uses it. It's just, a um, completely decentralized, um, media for all these protests that were going on at that time. Um, and so it wasn't corporate at all. It was just like, a it was just independent media network. Um, but that's, what's really missing now. Like, a um, like you do get, like this thing I'm watching right now is just a bunch of people streaming. It's it's like a, what is it like like ten people streaming at once, you know. Um, but it's still a lot of this is over Facebook or YouTube or something, and then and then uh, compiled here in one place. Um, but. I can remember at that time it was completely decentralized. You can just send it in from wherever, you know. It's it, uh, Obviously, the technology wasn't as good. You couldn't get live streaming all the time. You'd just get small videos or something. But uh, um, it's kind of... It seems like that is lacking now, you know, like a, a really decentralized media network.
0: What is this... Um are you seeing in the chat all these sort of, like, they look like, I don't know, Spartan helmets or something? Oh, uh,
1: did that just scroll up? Yeah. People are saying, like, be, um, there's, they've got a bunch of umbrellas, a lot of people in the crowd, um, like they did, like they were using in uh, Hong Kong. So they uh-huh. call it the, uh, the phalanx. So that's why it's Roman Romans. It's the Phalanx. uh, They've got this this extra big umbrella, um, like kind of restaurant style outdoor umbrella to try to go after the cops with. Not even go after the cops, it's just like defend themselves. (laughs) Oh,
0: right. Yeah. It's not the penguin, and you're going to hurt people with a. (laughs) yeah <laughs> you to need to get one of those type of umbrellas, <laughs> yeah, um, okay, I was finally able to get into this here
1: this here you mean the uh twitch
0: yeah yeah yeah, I was having problems loading the actual videos, but I'm here. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, I just watched a video from last night of a guy with a hockey stick. I thought that was fucking brilliant. A guy, every time a canister got t- tossed, he just hockey stick smacked it back.
1: Yeah, that's a great. That's a good thing. People are le- using uh, leaf blowers too. Yeah, um, that's another thing that came from Hong Kong. Yeah, Hong Kong. Uh, so it, it's interesting, all these different ideas from uh, around the world, how-to protest, are spreading um, through different move, different movements, even though the movements might not be exactly ideologically aligned even, but the techniques, the the kind of tactics that they're using are spreading from one to, one to the other, which is good.
0: Yeah. I mean... That's just it. It's like I'm I'm astounded I know I shouldn't be, but I am I'm totally astounded that there isn't a of an alliance uh support of something from I mean, I've just spent so many years Aware of this quasi-patriot sort of, you know, a- anti-martial law. I don't know. I just you would think somebody. I don't know. I I I made the mistake of going down a rabbit hole in the last few days. I um. I've been trying to write the script, and I uh, wanted to sort of see, like, just where I was, I was talking about Alex Jones. So I have this this footage from an Alex Jones. What he calls a documentary. It's, it's not really. I don't know if I'd call, I'd call it that, but um, I think it was called Police State Two Thousand. I think it's that one. He's, he had a few like that. Mm. And um, he's talking about the World Trade Organization protests. And granted, he, you know, bad mouths communists and stuff like that. But he, for the most part, is complimentary or or defending the protesters, right? Mm. And uh, I was going to take footage from more these modern protests and edit it over his words and sort of showing that you know what he was talking about there is basically the same thing so the difference would be and i was like do i even bother looking up to see what he has to say about this because i'm sure it's going to piss me off And I made the mistake of looking it up and I just sort of like really depressed myself and upset myself. and um, Like even, uh, here's another experiment I did. I um, Do you know what the Posse Comitatus Act is?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: Sure, right? You know that. Yeah. I mean, that's a phrase I only know from Alex Jones. Not that I wasn't a big Alex Jones fan, but to say like that's something that he harped on often enough that it was something I associate with him. So I tried an experiment and I Googled posse commentatus Alex Jones, and I've been looking through like, uh, dates and you see basically once Obama's out of office, he stops talking about it.
1: <laughs> huh?
0: But like, you can find all these articles of him mentioning it before. Um, but there is not a single mention of it after. um, That's, again, I feel like, I don't know, that's stunning to me.
1: Yeah. I know I
0: should, sorry, I do not mean to cut you off, go ahead. No, no, I I was just agreeing, yeah, didn't mean to. Like, I know I shouldn't be shocked at all, but... That is the fact that it's like so blatantly uh contradiction of, or even like uh, I just put something on Facebook earlier. where It was like the chief of Homeland Security is now saying it doesn't matter what a governor says or a mayor says or anything. We have the right to go into any of these states we want. <laughs> but, right. But isn't the. Republican party and and Trump people and patriot movement and all these folks aren't they the people who promote the idea of states rights
1: Yeah exactly There was um uh, there was a um Rand Paul um not mm-hmm. Ron Paul but Rand Paul sent a uh a message on Twitter um which is an interesting one he he ended up I'll just get it um, it's well looking, it's, it's worth looking up. Um, sure. What's uh, so basically he stays true. He, he, he stays true to his, uh, libertarian roots. I just want to find it cause it's interesting. The comments he, he gets to the, the, the kind of, um, people criticizing him for his, uh, for just being who he is, like just being true to his, his beliefs Consistent right?
0: in any fucking way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So here it is. It's, it's saying, um, so he's, he's, uh, he's linking to an article that says reports, camouflage feds, grabbing vandals and protesters. Okay. In, um, Portland. So he's writing, uh, we cannot give up liberty for security. Local law enforcement can and should be handling these situations in our cities. But there is no place for federal troops or unidentified federal agents rounding people up at will, um, and then the uh, the people replying like, um, "Sorry, Rand, they've been arresting dangerous, violent criminals like this way for a hundred years. It's to avoid violent confrontation. Where have you been? Like stuff like that, um, saying that uh, he's 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 getting he's sucked into the uh, um, he's sucked into the uh, the psyop, or you know, right? Uh, all right. Cernovich, uh This is Mike Cernovich, like like total. Um, uh, what is it like? Uh, alt light or alt right? At least alt light. Uh, person, he's saying like a uh, Portland has stand down orders. Issuing rioting is allowed. What's the situation? Let's let burnings. Uh, let buildings burn. And federal employees have rockets fired after them, um, stuff like that. Like it, it, it's just interesting that he um, he he's actually staying true to what he believes, you know. Unlike most, uh,
0: yeah, and that's shocking coming from him because I've, I mean, I've met Rand more than once, and he's I don't like him at all. Uh, oh, I don't. I
1: normally I don't like him either. Like I don't even think he's that much of a libertarian like his father but in this case it's kind of
0: surprising sure yeah that's that's i'm saying I'm, i'm pleasantly surprised to hear that he's at least some you know consistent enough to be that's that and that's what i've been looking for It's like i'm i don't expect i don't know i it's not that i expect rand paul to be out here um I don't know what, again, I don't know what I expect anymore. Pe- people are so fucking twisted. <laughs> yeah. It's saying Like wh- the, the lack of consistency, the lack of any kind of being true to what you've said for so fucking long, your basic core ideology. And yeah. then you say anything and it's like, uh, I I feel like you know I've I've been blasted for, oh you're you know you're part of the fucking you've bought into the psyop you're, you know you're yeah, George exactly Soros people, pawn, you know yeah
1: exactly people think that you're a uh, part of the uh, that you you you're following the mainstream <laughs> tone of things like, because you want to <laughs> it's like it's insane because you want to stop a federal occupation of a city and and stop cops from being violent you know like somehow after that now you're a, you're you're a complete fascist for <laughs> that you know <laughs> like it's, in, it's it it's insane like the uh... yeah
0: some serious cognitive dissonance do you know yeah. is this this building here do i assume this is the federal courthouse
1: yeah it's a federal justice center so the, yeah this has been the focal point for the for the whole time Ren um see at first they were I, I've been watching this for for weeks and weeks now because I, I it's, it's all prime time for me it's usually when I'm working online so I can, I can watch this while I'm doing other things um, so I've seen the kind of development of this whole thing um, so and you're yeah, talking
0: specifically Portland
1: not only Portland like this this um this thing that we're watching Twitch um has live streams from all across the country. But um, because Portland and Seattle are on the West Coast, um, it usually ends with with those two cities. Sure. Um, So Portland doesn't usually kick off this early, actually. This is pretty early for a
0: big uh, Fed attack. So it's like 1130 there now.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it started maybe like yeah you know, eleven o'clock or something like that. That's pretty. Usually, it's it's after twelve or so. But it's just it's amazing that there are thousands of people now again, out in the streets, um, older people too, um, after like late night, and uh, knowing that. They're gonna get tear gas fired on them and maybe pepper spray and other things and and then still willing to come out you know um, so i just I just hope it uh it spreads again like it, it was um it was across the country now there's still protests across the country, but hopefully it it becomes radical
0: again like it
1: goes to Portland and then bounces back kind of and then uh gets bigger again in other places
0: well, I guess you might get your wish because. There I've already seen where they're talking about um agents deployed in Kansas City. Um I was reading something where this is I this wasn't like a mainstream source, so I don't have it like confirmed in that sense. Um but I had followed some uh protesters on uh that were that were reporting that out of Kansas City from uh yesterday and uh yeah, yesterday and today and uh, And then I was reading about this was they were that Chicago was threatened for this uh, yeah I,
1: I saw a clip of Trump saying that directly, like he was thinking of uh, moving troops into Oakland and uh, Chicago and Detroit and uh, a bunch of different cities He said he might have said New York um, um, so yeah trump Trump directly said that, but uh, whether or not whether or not people like there's a focal point, you know, like, uh, that's the big thing about this in Portland is this, this this focal point, everybody knows where to go. Um, if a focal point forms like this in other cities, it might happen. Um, then the, the thing is like, it, it becomes, becomes partisan, right? Like, so, so there is a part of this that, um, Democrats, like the, this, has been the story for for a long time now. Weeks, I've I've heard this right that uh, the Democrats are trying to entrap Trump, get him so that he'll he will uh, send troops into these Democrat cities, yeah, and then he gets bogged down and blamed for whatever atrocities the the cops and the troops um, create. Um, so, so, the idea is that this is all like a, uh, a trap designed by trump <laughs> uh, designed by the Democrats to uh, get Trump
0: involved right I is had that, not heard that that is absurd, but okay
1: that, that's, that's really mainstream now amongst those circles like that's, that's I think Fox is talking about that um, but then on the other side, so then the other side, the other partisan side is that now Trump um, and especially since uh, July Fourth, right, this big thing at um, at Mount Rushmore, um, he's full on um, trying to represent himself as the as the law and order candidate, right? Um, so he doesn't want to back down from this either, you know. Like even if it is, <laughs> if people are saying it is entrapment, he doesn't want to back down on it now because everybody's he thinks his base is fully in support of of, of a big crackdown um, which if you read forums, you read right wing forums or whatever and people are saying, uh, run them over, why don't they shoot them? <laughs> you
0: know? Oh yeah, oh yeah <laughs>
1: The communists. Uh, so uh, you know, it, The disturbing thing for me is not so much that, it's people like uh, Matt Taibbi you know um, who who I like, you know, who I I normally like, um, saying similar things to uh, as as Trump saying this this the whole thing boils down to cancel culture, you know, and then cancel culture are basically like Maoist um red guards, you know, like a uh, cultural revolutionists, you know, that's that's what they are, and the left has gone crazy, um like what (laughs) i
0: can't believe he said i didn't know that he was saying that because
1: he's got a a whole series of articles now just like with all the shit that's going on it's like um like you know like all this money getting pumped into the economy billions and billions and getting funneled up to the big corporations and banks again and that's his specialty and he's probably talking about that too right but and then uh yeah so many millions of people being unemployed and and uh like troops on the street and stuff like that. And he focuses on cancel culture, you know, like, see, like Matt is, is probably more nuanced than I, than I said, you know, like, it's not like he hasn't become a, a fascist. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that. No,
0: you know, no, no. But it, the, just the point that that is, if that's what you're spending your time writing about right now, yeah. I feel like you're missing a fucking point. Like it's, it's, it's certainly true. Like uh, you know, I've I've been struggling with something where it's like uh, I really wanted, particularly we have what less than four months. You have the point. Let's let's say three months to the election. I feel like there should be pressure being put on uh, Biden and your Pelosi's and people like that. This is the point where you want to get them to rally behind people and you know, kind of move to the left and at least do 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 something to to try and make that shift. And, and what I have seen, you talk about uh, the sort of mainstream idea of the gotcha entrapment is I see people saying, oh, if Biden's in a situation where he can't come out in favor of the protesters because that will hurt the middle ground um, in the sense of like a, is, since it's so divisive, he basically has to stay out of it, right? And that this whole thing is done in order to entrap Biden. So I've actually seen that story from the mainstream left-wing news. I don't buy that either. Again, um, I feel like there should be pressure being put on Biden to... If you can't come out and say, hey, no fucking <laughs> you know, un- unmarked goon squads... Capturing people in the night—if if that's too radical of a position for you to take—I don't, I don't. I'm <laughs> fucked. <laughs> um, what,
1: that's what it. That's what it gets portrayed as. Like I had somebody on Facebook say he was flabbergasted that I would um, think this movement is a genuine movement when it's supported by people like Nike and Pelosi. You know? <laughs> you know. It's like well, that's not why I support it. <laughs> and it's
0: not supported by Nike and Pelosi.
1: It's not, you know, that's the whole thing. Like it this is when the whole thing you remember this was on the news um when? Like about a month ago or more, you know? And then it kind of went off the news. Like I, I don't follow the news, so I'm not even really sure what happened with it, but uh um apparently it went off and then the, the numbers really died down in the protests, right? um and when it the moment it went off the news was there was a moment when uh protesters in uh Seattle were marching on the mayor's house you know mm-hmm. and then that's right after uh the cops finally got sent into uh the the chop area and then people in New York were marching on the Hamptons and people in California were mar- marching on uh Beverly Hills. And when that started to happen, a bunch of different places like that—people in, um, like, uh, um, I forget where that was, like in in, in Missouri or whatever—and uh, where people were marching on uh, like gated communities, gated suburbs, and stuff. When that kind of stuff started to happen, and then it became like a, hey, wait a minute, this is a class issue. It's no longer a kind of identity politics issue. And that's when they, they cracked down and the media stopped and then the mm-hmm. Democrats tried to uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> distance themselves from it. And like, and that same thing exactly happened in Occupy. As soon as it became very, very clear that Occupy didn't want to become the Democratic Party's Tea Party, you know, it, it wasn't about to be that, that's when the crackdowns <laughs> happened, you know. Um And that's always the case. Like the same thing happened with Martin Luther King, you know, like he, he was the darling of the, the, the liberals up until he started talking about, uh, getting the poor people united and against the the war in Vietnam, you know, um, happens all the time. As soon as people start, um, talking about class at all, you know, that's when they lose all the support of this, this, uh. These liberal elites, you know, so so to say that this, these movements are directed by the liberal elites, you know, or the the mainstream media, it's just it's just patent bullshit, you know. It's just it's it doesn't make any
0: sense at all, you know. No, yeah, and Pelosi's gonna fuck, you know. Pelosi's giving Trump all the, you know, signing uh, every bill he wants and giving him all the budget he wants and giving him all the money to do what he wants. There's no reprimanding him. For sure, he's yeah. So like that, I mean, God, God, I mean, I, I don't know, really, I hate Nancy Pelosi, but I would, I Me would too. love it. I would fucking love it if Pelosi said something here, something actionable and, and, and even supportive. It, fuck it. You know, I'll take, I'll take anything at this point in the sense of to say that someone who's got their back, you know, got the, the I don't know. I I, I would
1: rather her I would rather her come out and and be honest and say I'm totally against this, you know. Then <laughs> then that would make the dividing line clearer, you know. Sure. I'd rather her do that than some hypocritical support like like Mayor De Blasio helping to paint the Black Lives Matter um, banner on the uh, on the street in New York, you know, right. from the Trump Trump building. You know, like that kind of stuff is just that's that's what makes it. Uh,
0: so divisive,
1: you know, like, and then they do that on purpose. I will you
0: know? say about De Blasio just one one thing. I will say is that he was one of the earliest. Um, and I again, I don't. am not saying this in support of him, but he was one of the earliest sort of um, defenders, at least publicly. So he has a he has a black daughter who's a teenager, and like day one, he was like, "Look, this is this affects my family. This could be my fucking daughter," mm-hmm. you know. Uh, He, at least from a sense of, like, getting a ball, getting some sort of mainstream support behind something, he was vocal very early on. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately let his police beat the shit out of everybody. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, again, it's not saying that in, like... uh, It's the same thing here in Richmond. So, you know, we've got... uh, I'm in Virginia. I've got a Democratic governor... Democratic mayor. My mayor is a young, I mean, he's like late 20s, early, th- oh, he's probably early 30s, um, young black guy. It's he's, he's his first term as mayor, um, and he has fucked this up about as bad as you can. Um, but you see the sort of situation he's in where he has tried. How shall I say, and this is not compassion for the man, because, again, I feel like he's very clearly on the wrong side of this, but anytime he has tried to show support for protesters, he gets backlash so quick from the wealthy white people who run this state um, that, like, you would think if there's any chance of someone understanding you know that's that's the crazy thing it's like you're a young black man yourself Mm. you you have of all the the politicians around you potentially have the ability to understand better than most
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: um but he's been a total fucking piece of shit scumbag and all this but i i've seen videos of and and just the comments and the Everything that that's directed towards him, if he's not a Nazi, then all these crazy white people are like, oh, you're just letting them run rampant over town. And, you know, um, so it's almost like they're in a situation where they have to show some law and order policing, right? Mm. People people want that crackdown. um I'm be very careful how I word that because, again, I, it's, I don't mean that as um, sympathy for him. I mean it as I do see the sort of the game as it plays out. Um, it, yeah, it's
1: also true that if any politician rises to a certain height, they've got to be backed in, in some way by millions of dollars, you know, um, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Somehow you know either they're making it from small donations from people, which doesn't happen that often, or they are backed by actual millionaires and billionaires, which is the usual case um, so most politicians are already um, class oriented it doesn 't matter doesn't matter their background, really you know if they get to a certain point um, they're probably going to be compromised already,
0: yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I get that. Um, so, say we had a thing here where so, um, you mentioned someone going to like, the mayor's house. There was a thing here this week which got a lot of bad. P- it was spun very negatively towards protesters. Um, so, we have a woman who is uh, she's a black woman who's running for mayor. So that the young black man who is mayor is up for re-election in November. Not likely he's going to win again because he's pissed off both sides. Essentially, the the white rich people on the right think that he wasn't tough enough, and the people on the left think he was too tough. And so basically, he's done. Right. Um. And there's this woman who's running for mayor and she's even worse. Like she's basically, <laughs> you know, she's like a Camilla Harris, you know, like mm. sure, yeah, you know, let's just let's just be the shit at everyone. <laughs> um and uh so people stopped there was like a march and it stopped in front of her house. And um they made a big fucking deal out of like Here's 200 people standing outside her house, and she felt threatened. And she's there with her child. And again, you know, and like, and people, ha- some people had guns. Bear in mind, this is a woman who's made a big deal out of being like pro Second Amendment. You know, that's the other part with Virginia. We're in a, I'm in a very heavy Second Amendment state. Where mm. so we had back in January a ton of fucking white dudes in. Full-on military gear protested all over the the city. Oh yeah, because there was a thing that the governor was saying, oh maybe we need some like background checks or some this that, and they're like, fuck you, right? We got guns and we're proud of our guns and all this sort of shit. And now it was like, oh, there was a protester in the crowd who had a gun, so we felt threatened. It's like, wait a second. So your protest, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's (laughs) so clearly bullshit. So. 3,000 white guys with fucking AK-47s is a peaceful protest. But if you have 200 people mixed races and there's a guy there who has a gun, that's threatening. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. It's really really interesting (laughs) how that works. Um, But basically, they spun that as this woman was threatened in her home and her children were there and her children were frightened and what were they going to do and, you know... uh, she supports protests and protesters and their right to protest, but no one should ever feel threatened in their home. And it's like, bitch, you are so missing the fucking point. If you feel like no one should be threatened in their home, <laughs> 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 you know, maybe, uh, maybe Breonna Taylor felt the wall threatened in her home. I don't know. Oh, for sure, um, yeah. so yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting sort of situation. Uh, which I watching the propaganda play out and the sort of chess match, if you will, if, if people don't protest, then the media goes away. If people do protest, then the media can portray them as, you know, too, too much. Um, it's this really fine line that I feel like everyone's trying to figure out. Um, But in reality, again, I think this is where you and I sort of agree of, like, a certain level of radicalness is that you didn't, you know, when they're, if people are not making a scene, then they're not on the news and Nike and Pelosi get to ignore you. And if you make enough of a racket, then at least maybe you get someone's fucking attention. Yeah. Um I don't know it's a it's a really it feels like some sort of weird it feels like there's sand traps and uh oh there's all kinds of these yeah these things
1: uh, <laughs> people in this chat are making fun of Soros's bucks. One guy said that uh, my Soro's bucks is helping to pay for my crippling depression <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> <laughs> it's just all, it's, it's, I, I know people now who just speak in cliches, you know. Like, I, I, I go to, um, GLP, do you know that, that forum? Um, Godlike, oh, God-like Productions. Productions.
0: I haven't been there in years, but I remember, yeah, I, I know totally what it is. I didn't, I, I haven't I, even thought about it in years. Sorry, yeah. I,
1: I go there every day, all the time, you know, because it, it's, it, it is, it's still one of the best places for breaking news, but it's also a great place to find out. What certain people are thinking about, you know? But, and, uh, so stuff on there, you know, it's like, um, um, it's, it's just like, uh, y- you can tell what people are talking about there are what people are talking about in this whole kind of sphere of media, this kind of right sphere of media or whatever, you know? And, uh, and, and, and I have friends who just like, uh, it's just, They communicate cliche after cliche of stuff that comes from this (laughs) this, media sphere, you know. And then they pretend that they're against the mainstream media, you know, that uh, everything that is in the mainstream media, um, if the mainstream media is in support of something, it means automatically um, we shouldn't support it, you know. Even though... Fox is the mainstream media, you know, and and they'll be saying something completely different than CNN or MSNBC or whatever, you know. It's it's so it's like your point of view is in the mainstream media too, you know. <laughs> and then and then plus it doesn't matter mainstream or alternative anymore. It's it's, it's like a the al, the so-called alternative media is as is as controlled as the mainstream media, you know. It's like a um and they could they control every side the the whole the whole conspiracy theory side has been locked down for years now. It's been like, a, It's just been produced for people, you know? Yeah. And and, and people still follow it, you know? They still think that it's something different, you know? Um... Like, I know, um... Protests like this are going to be compromised, and and people are going to be manipulating them in all kinds of different ways, you know? Um... But at least people are doing something, you know. Like they're getting on the street, trying to do something, and they're talking to each other on the street, and they're trying to solve problems together on the street. Um, like I've been in protests like this, and I, I know that that's the best place to um, have people talking together, together and coming up with new ideas together, and and really um, being faced with a lot of different ideas. You know, that's where it's it's and like an op- open forum. Unlike well, any other
0: place and and a similar my perspective is a less optimistic one but it's coming to the same sort of uh, observation and conclusion is that whenever it's time someone's like oh this is this Soros thing or this is a controlled thing it's a whatever is when you go to these things you see how not controlled they are that there is yeah. a there are arguments of I mean you go, go to a fucking protest and you will find twelve different people arguing about what is the best method for doing this and
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. what
0: is the philosophy, what is what should the demands be, what should the methodology be. There is no you know, unified controlled anything. It is uh, the authenticity is sort of on its sleeve and, and unfortunately as it's Sometimes its downfall is that it's because it's not uh, so unified and so you know if you could just have this list of like okay we agree on these ten things and this is how we're gonna go about doing it and whatever then it's a, it's a little easier to communicate. Do you remember? Um, gosh, I remember Occupy Wall Street and the whole thing of like oh well they're they don't have a it was like I don't remember how it was worded but basically like they. Their rec- their demands were too vague or they didn't have a unified philosophy. And this was what the mainstream used as a criticism of them. Um, so then, of course, they tried to come up with a some agreeable things. And that was sort of when they <laughs> died out. It's like, OK, well, I don't agree with that. All right. You know, 40 percent of us have said we want this demand, but I don't agree with that. So I'm out or, you know, whatever. Um So, but it's a similar sort of perspective is to say that for sure, when you go, you very quickly see how many different perspectives and opinions there are. Um, Mm,
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just, even on the screen, it it was just this big dispute. It looked like, I wasn't listening, but it looked like the huge, almost violent dispute amongst protesters about something, you know. And that that's been happening too. Yeah, exactly what you said. Like different tactics or strategies, or.
0: Um... So but I do that... think it's interesting. I see. I don't, I haven't seen. When we first signed on an hour ago, there was a lot of tear gas being deployed, and it all appears to have stopped. At least from these nine videos.
1: Yeah. So it looks like uh, the the first big protest wave that was in front of the building, the justice building, and then people started to barricade the doors where the police come through, and that was enough to get them out, and then they tear gassed the crowd, and then they went back in there, and then the crowd rushed back up again. So there's probably, at some point there'll be a second wave of cops that comes out. this is the pattern that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, so the thing with this, I don't know how it's going to end or um, if a different situation will result from it, you know? Like it's it's hard to say, it's hard to see how it's going to change just from what happens and has been happening unless it spreads to different places in the same way as this or if it gets more radicalized here, like for example, some the, the cops end up, firing live rounds at people or something. Um, But uh, it's hard to see how it's going to change into anything different, you know. Um, This sort of thing has just been happening night after night. Although the last few nights it's just been getting bigger and bigger, um, the the numbers of initial protesters that show up.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, I think as... I think it's, this can only get bigger, A, because now it's actually, ha- and people are aware of it, as you said, like, w- once it breaks out of the Twitter-verse. I mean, the first day that, first few days, I should say, that it was really being reported on the sort of undercurrent of Twitter and things like that, I kept waiting for A story to break you know like I sort of use people on my Facebook feed as like there are certain people that I use as a sort of witness test for when something has reached a a certain level of awareness you know I have a friend who like only shares like New Yorker articles and you know shit like that right Mm -hmm. he's like a you know just classic like he's he's only reading mainstream news sources and if it's not there, he, he's he's not aware of it, and he's certainly not going to share it. Um, and it was it took today that I saw him share something about Portland protesters, and I'm like, oh, okay, here it is. This is you know like five mm. days out or whatever, but we've reached that point. Um, and the first first few days, I was really, I was uh, to be honest, I was just really depressed about it. Where I was like, fuck, man, like. I, no one's talking about it. I'm not seeing anyone talk about it within my circle. And I don't know. I feel like, um, as I said, this, the, when we talk about the news cycle, one thing I can say, the, the argument from the sort of right wing or alt light or whatever, that the mainstream media has promoted these stories or whatever mm. um, is true in the sense that there comes a point they have to they either have to report on it or they you know they can choose how they spin it or whatever but once they're reporting yeah, it yeah
1: or they, or they get scooped right and then nobody wants to get scooped right so, sure yeah. sure
0: sure but the downside to it being a mainstream new mainstream media breakthrough is that then it gets pulled into a news cycle and once that news cycle is over people assume that story is gone so we had a few weeks of like, oh, we should Black Lives Matter protests and oh my God, George Floyd and like, okay. And then, as you said, Nike or whomever, somebody fucking comes out and they're like, yeah, totally. We're going to change this football team name and we're going to, you know, take a fucking lady off a pancake syrup package. All mm-hmm. right. You happy? And then end of story. And it's like, no, there's still fucking people out in the streets. There's still people, <laughs> you know? So the, that's the downside is I felt like I, I watched that news cycle come and go and literally the the sort of again there's like uh, mainstream democrats or um, just just general people on my on my facebook that i see suddenly we were quiet about it again and they're back to posting you know pancake recipes or whatever the fuck it is and it was just super depressing for me. And then seeing like, well, now that that news cycle is over and the only people still talking about it are the people who are out here protesting or the alt-white people who want to make this like their talking point for the next fucking three months. Violent yeah. anarchist communists taking over the city and we need to do something about them. George Soros, blah, 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 whatever the fuck. Those are the only two people talking about it. And... um yeah. So I am. It's with mixed. I have mixed feelings about seeing it break back into a sort of mainstream awareness. But I think this Portland thing is, you know, now that the, now that the fucking chief of Homeland Security has had to get on TV and make a statement about it. Is it,
1: is that Chad Wolf? Yeah. A Ch- <laughs> Chad <laughs> what a name, Wolf. right? <laughs> it's got to be a or fake Chad. name. <laughs> 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 Yeah, uh, Chad Wolf. Uh, yeah, I uh Yeah, I, I, I. So I think, I think because it's an election year, um, and like what I said before, it's two sides now are getting entrenched in, into different narratives that it could build. You know, Trump is trying to be the law and order person, and then the democrats are trying to oppose that and they and they both feel that they, they can get enough support from different constituencies to get themselves elected uh, which is interesting like, what it means is that nobody's really sure the mood of the public which is always good
0: <laughs> yeah oh yeah and and the other side of that is i will say the people who are the people who thinks this is who thinks this is a marxist conspiracy will vote for trump yeah the, the people who are out in these streets right now are they going to vote for joe biden i don't know man
1: see this time yeah that's that's totally true you know um, uh, see the last time around um, uh, the last election cycle, like I'm, I'm, I'm not American, so I can't vote, and I don't have the same sense of, like I don't have to be governed by these people, whoever gets in, so I, I'm sort of, why would anyone listen to me anyways about this? But, but uh, um, I'm, always, I'm always looking for the the revolutionary potential of things, you know? So the last, the last election I thought, if Trump gets in, there's a better chance of a revolution getting sparked than if Hillary gets in. And I think that turned out to be true, you know. Um, this time around, uh, Trump and Biden, it might be a better chance with Biden getting in, you know. Um, Trump gets back in. Like, it's it's sort of, it's a toss-up, I'm not sure. But uh, if Trump gets back in, there's the big possibility that, that uh, people just give up, you know. Like, they just get so disheartened that they give up, you know. Unless it's a situation where it looks like Trump has stolen the election or something like that, or it's, it's, uh, something like that. Um, but if he wins by a good margin and people can't really dispute it, then there might be initial protests and then it it might die down and people just get depressed about things. Um, possibly. Okay. But then, then the other side of if, uh, if Biden gets in, you know, then, um, People don't really like Biden, anyways. You know, they just the obviously they're just voting for Biden to try to get Trump out. Um, so if you, if there's a situation where Biden gets in and then his election is kind of disputed, then you have uh, right wing people, um, conservative people, or like this against him automatically, and then you might have um, more radical people on the left also against him you know like uh um because they they have been from the beginning so and he's a weaker leader you know it's like uh, so it's possible it's possible it's better biden gets in only for those reasons you know
0: (laughs) sure so i you know i uh i think like you i i've heard so many people say that particularly in 2016 of like People arguing, hey, if Trump's in at least. You know, so I mean, what I've been writing about for the last week is the George Bush presidency reliving that moment and sort of um, thinking about how the sort of waxing and waning of public support and then, the you know, in protests and all this sort of stuff. And I can say that I know it was in Bush's second term that protests really hit their stride but then in like the last two years at least definitely last year of his presidency people gave up okay we just gotta wait a year and he's out Mm. um uh so the other and the other note here is so right so then the the idea that uh, people were arguing 2016 well if trump's in at least we'll have an anti-war movement again at least we'll have (laughs) <laughs> and and it's, it's, it's sad, but it's true, is that when there's a Republican president, suddenly people are upset about things like ICE detention centers and invading countries and shit like that. Whereas when it was Obama, people didn't seem to fucking care much. Uh, yeah. So, well, just, just to say, so I mean, that that was an argument I heard pretty regularly was at least with Trump, you'll have, as did a chance for pushback from the public. I will say I'm a little concerned that, being said of um if it is a disputed election and Biden wins that sort of the 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 Nazis i mean i don't you know i don't know what else to call it i mean at this point you've seen the fucking t-shirts with like the nazi emblems people oh, the uh, the eagle and yeah. yeah yeah um at this point when you have armed people that were willing to storm a capitol for a face mask or a Barbershop being closed or things like that. What are they going to do if they think Trump's pushed out of office by? a Marxist communist plot or some bullshit like that, right? So I don't that revolution scares the shit out of me because uh, that's not a revolution I can get behind that's a that's just a Nazi coup um, That I would see there Uh, that being said I I definitely don't, you know, <laughs> the, the experiment of maybe Trump will cause more protests and wake people up in that sense. That experiment, I feel like, has failed. <laughs> this idea, the, the, the idea that was said four years ago of like, at least people will be more likely to stand up to a Republican or more likely to stand up to Trump. That is, this is not working in that, in that sense. And um, I think another four years of Trump would be, would be incredibly dangerous. But the, I I hope it's a fucking landslide victory for Biden. If it if it if it is a victory for him, then at least that I get to say that disputed election would be a really scary situation. I think. Yeah. Um, see, that's
1: that, that's a difference because I like I don't live there, so <laughs> I don't have to deal with it. But but uh, um, I don't know for 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 anyone who wants like an actual revolution to break out, you know, uh, something like a disputed election would be the godsend, you know, (laughs) because you would have, and yeah, I hear what you're saying. It would be like, you'd have, um, people on the extreme right, um, against the government as well, but you, there would be some overlap again, like, like, um, the time that I liked Alex Jones the most was when um Bush was in power and he mm-hmm. was against Bush, you know, yeah, oh yeah um, oh yeah so i could I could agree with him on most points back then like uh um, but uh it, that's a thing like so so if it's a situation where um there's an, there's a contested election and then Biden gets in. And then there's uh, this radical right wing uprising against him, and then people on the left somehow want to defend Biden. You know, I think that's terrible. You know, I think it's that's the chance there to go against the center. You know, um, so you have both sides against the center at that point, and then the center cracks. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> But again, I, I I don't live in in that in that country, so I, who, what am I to say? You know, like I I uh, the only uh, the only reason I'm not the only reason, but uh, I'm interested in in uh, U.S. Revolution is 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 the old um, Che Guevara thing, you know, in in the 1960s, um, Che Guevara talking to uh, U.S. radicals at that time, and saying that, uh, um, and th- th- these guys were saying, "Oh, we want to go down with you in South America and and fight the guerrilla war against the imperialists." And he's saying, "What? I no. I envy you guys. You live in the belly of the beast. You know, um, if I could, if I could join you and not get arrested right away, I would. You know, like, uh, um you, you're in the enviable." Situation of being in the belly of the beast, which means if there 's a revolution in the states there 's going to be a revolution worldwide you know because the the u s is the world policeman you know? it's it, it, has it has been, been in that been role absolutely. since the fall of uh, since since the u s took over that position um, from Britain after World War II you know yeah um, so once if there's a revolution in the states it 's like all these countries that the u s Actively puts down all the time, like places like Venezuela and Nicaragua, <laughs> and mm-hmm. like uh, Yemen and and uh, Iran and Syria. All these places, it's like now these governments and people um, have a kind of fighting chance to go to to take an independent path.
0: You know, um, for sure, I do get that. I I just think um, unfortunately okay so you know using the sort of um what happened in world war 2 and if you sort of look at when that power is threatened th- there's just some there's there's also an equivalent sort of possibility that instead of a revolution here sparking worldwide revolution and liberty you would have revolution here gets put down by a fascist crackdown of like okay pretense is over we're fucking nazis and that's that ends up being bad spilling over into global affairs in a different way um although although, of course you know again we've, we've already we already have the empire it's not like I do get that from an outside the U.S. perspective that it's it's not it's going to be too different than um, I don't know. I guess I just I'm 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 concerned that there's just as much of a chance for a fascist coup. So I I, I watched uh, a video of Kevin Halcott, and he's in upstate New York, which is a, it's mm-hmm. it's in New York State, but it's more r- rural. Um. New, and, new, uh, new Paltz or something right like a... uh New Paltz, yeah, but I think he was in he might have been i don't think he was even in New Paltz uh the one that I was watching, and there were so you have to realize it is New York state, it is in the north and it is right outside of New York City, but it is very much like i don't know a, 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 a smaller or south more southern area when once you are in upstate New York, it is um politically and sort of ideologically the perception I think that it's in New York. Uh, so uh, just being as someone who grew up there, the it's um fascinating that there is such a political divide between the city being seen as this liberal epicenter, and then you just go forty five minutes outside of the city and you are in a very different uh political landscape, it's the same thing like you know people are always argue of like oh the these liberal cities as opposed to like the people of the land right yeah uh, yeah yeah so a- anyway, um, I just wanted to say is that like it's it's not surprising to me that he he saw that there, but um you have all these protested these all lives matter and blue lives matter and all these sorts of guys coming out and there were people who you know punching protesters and stuff like that and uh, watching his footage and seeing those people that's a part of me that like there's just as good a chance of those people trying to have a revolution, if you will as the people we're watching on our screen right now, and even though it's smaller numbers um, you know in theory or um, yeah i just i i don't see a necessary
1: split between those those two groups of people you know like uh um, if if uh if it gets to the point where they People see common interests between them, you know. Um, like like these different populations are are sort of spun in different directions, right? By media and, uh, and influences, all kinds of things, you know. But uh, I don't I don't see it. I don't see any group of people being essentially one direction or the other, you know. Um, so if uh, I, like that's hard to say. Like uh, right now, I, know, I see what you're saying. It's totally polarized, right? Um, in that way. Uh, but if even if you go back to the time of Occupy that we were talking about before, it's like the 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 emphasis there was on consensus, and there's all kinds of different people getting involved. Even even uh, like a lot of libertarian people, conservatives, all all sorts. You know. Um, so. And then I'm thinking also about the uh, the Yellow Vest movement in um, in France, which was primarily a rural movement, but when they started to go into the city and have these um, big protests in the cities, they met urban populations or urban radical groups or whatever, and then they it seems like they joined forces basically, you know. Um, so I. I don't know, and I, I I, uh, I, I come from a, a very small town too, you know. So I'm, i I, know, so I know how terrible and redneck small towns are, but I know that uh, um, there's good people there too, right? Like, uh, oh, of course. You
0: know? that, that's what i was saying. I, I wasn't trying to. I, I really hope that's not the takeaway there, because I was just trying to say that it's not. It, to me, it's not about a, a rural versus urban uh, divide. I just. It's I'm really trying to speak to a New New York uh, geographic schism that I think is not apparent to most people who aren't from there. Mm. Is that like we, again because it's the Northeast? Like you know, I think generally people are like oh, the Northeast that is a liberal area. You know, you're you're close to Connecticut, and Massachusetts, and everyone just t- thinks of that whole area being incredibly liberal uh, and my point is that like you had that is not the case that new york is a really big state it's a really big land mass and those um less urban stretches of land you know it's it's a fairly conservative area i, I don't know just I, like the only reason i was even stressing it is to say that i think that's from people i've spoken to everyone just assumes that it's a, the whole state is going to be you know super super liberal and it's not mm, yeah yeah um, so I, I really again I wasn't trying to make a point about oh they're 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 rednecky or anything like that I mean <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm you know I'm again I'm in Richmond which is capital of the South I I talk about oh maybe a situation where this fascist coup we've had when there were Black Lives Matter protests we literally had. People threatening and who showed up that were members of the KKK who showed up to attack protesters um, we had one guy who who was spotted as a sniper um, over a protest um, oh here's this they're poking their head out of this fire
1: yeah um, second but, wave is happening
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's gonna do it. But yeah, so I think yeah, hope hopefully you get my point there is to say like what I'm concerned about is that there is um there there is a backlash that's waiting uh from this polarization. Uh Kevin's video from upstate New York, I think, sort of was it was it a little bit of a taste of that. Um, right,
1: yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, I, I don't want to sound like I'm um, denying that. For sure, yeah, I I, I know how that happens too. Um, even even here, like in in I mean in Portland, this area in Oregon, you go outside outside of Portland, and you have maybe Eugene, maybe some mm-hmm. of centers mm-hmm. like that. But just the the whole state is is total. <laughs> redneck you know like uh <laughs> like yeah yeah it's the same thing uh the whole northwest basically it's like that outside of these uh these uh these urban centers uh,
0: precisely yeah like i you know i spoke to doug he lives in boise but you know like r- all around him is i mean that is that is white supremacists fucking hq you know yeah um, so i don't
1: know um yeah it's a, it, it, i think it's it's an old story you know like people who live in the countryside probably have property um people who live in the cities um if they're going to protest at least they're probably renting you know it's just a, it's a different class of people you know
0: yeah um, yeah cuz yeah. i want to say i just want to say i mean i i have a friend who or i have multiple friends here who are white grew up in virginia as you know they have thick rural accents and you know all that sort of stuff they are but as rednecky as you could you know get stereotypically and that doesn't mean they're racist or that they're anything they're would be very supportive of these movements um so it's it's not to me it's not like a a geography dictates or, or or uh rural versus urban dictates i just mm. i do like i said i sort of want to just make that point about new york but it's you're right it is absolutely true important as well and probably in most most areas uh, actually that uh the the city centers have a different politic yeah than, yeah than this running
1: yeah, that's 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 why um yeah, Republicans and, and Trump supporters, whatever say like uh, oh all of these places are liberal democrat cities. But yeah, most people most cities are <laughs> liberal democratic cities because the people like that um congregate in cities, you know. And
0: because you have to share resources. It's a yeah it's a yeah, situation yeah, yeah. like when when I live in New York and there's fucking 90 of us living in the same fucking five foot radius, we're going to have to figure out how do we share things. Right. <laughs> you know, and when I'm now I'm living in a place where I'm I'm really, I, you know, I have neighbors to either side of me, but I actually have like a big backyard and I have a, you know, I'm I'm removed from the city. It's a totally I can see why it's a different as you say, it's, it's you know, people who own property or something like that. Um, yeah. And it's like, well, this is mine. I worked for this. This is my house. And, you know, I'm, I'm still renting, so I don't have that mindset, but I do understand, like, how that sort of is intrinsic in, to that. But, uh, yeah, in, in New York, it's like, oh, well, we're all fucking renting and we're all sharing this fucking same-ass sidewalk. We better figure out how to talk about sharing it
1: yeah we're all we're all getting harassed by the same cops yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah that's the thing like um i've heard that complaint also people get involved in this are like uh like the white allies you know and there's a there's a big criticism of the white allies and, and like the classic thing about kids living in their mom's bed like basements and stuff like that you know it's like um but it's like uh people go to these things because um, for whatever reason they think they haven't got anything to lose, you know, there's nothing better going on, you know, they have nothing There's the system doesn't offer them anything better, so that's why, uh, that's why they get involved and, and the issue, the initial issue in this case it was George Floyd and, and Black Lives Matter, you know, but that doesn't matter as much as how many people are already um disillusioned and marginalized by the system even if they're middle class you know even if they're white people middle class and they're just they they look into the future and they can't see anything Mm -hmm. that uh um that's plausible for them you know so that's in those moments when the amount when, when those numbers grow is when you see things like this spark off, you know, no. it doesn't matter so much what the issue is that sparks them off, you know?
0: Uh. Can I just say, I, 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 I agree with the latter half of that. I, I disagree with, and you said, um, there was one point in there where you said, uh, people feel like they have nothing to lose. I don't think that's true. Um, Although I I think I get the sort of the meat of that is it's a lot easier to get involved if you don't have attachments. Yeah. Um, so I found myself recently, it's for the first time in my life. I mean, I'm, I'm almost 40 years old and I've, you know, got a partner and I'm, I, again, I'm still renting a house, but I have like a household and I feel like I'm at a different point in my life where I do have, stuff that I care about. I don't want to fucking get arrested and have to deal with that. I don't want to lose what I've worked for. Um, and there is a bit more reluctance in getting involved. Uh, and I'm thinking back to, I remember, you know, in fucking 2005 and 6 and 7 and 8 and 9, like when I was most active, that's sort of talking to people. And I remember, like, I, I used to go... Just walk around the neighborhood in New York. So walk around, try and talk to people on the street. And I remember like people being like, "Well, I I agree with you, but I have a family and I can't get involved." And um, thinking like, "You should be the first one getting involved," you know, because yeah, this matters yeah, yeah. to you and your your child's future and all this sort of stuff. Uh, and it's only now that I get it more that. It's you do have a lot more to lose and it feels so like being um, when I but just to say when I recently, you know, was going was not because I had nothing to lose because I felt like I just felt responsibility for it of like, if. You know, everything that I'm happy to have and want for my future and want to work for. I want I want other people to have that same opportunity. And um, I, I don't it's not like some like bleeding hard or I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I just want to say like it was uh, an awareness of how much I had to lose that definitely Put put slowed my steps for sure. Um, definitely slowed my steps. I mean, um, you know, my my partner, had, you know, requested like, hey, if you know, if the police start shooting tear gas and all this, stuff, like, can you just you? That's when you come home, you know. I promise <laughs> me that, really, um, really. you know, and that's uh, to have somebody else that you're sort of responsible for and responsible to. Um, but my initial sort of action comes from or like the thing that keeps me sympathetic and 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 wanting this to be successful for all these people that i'm seeing on the screen i don't know these fucking people um and i've been to Portland. i don't you know i'm not a i might have made fun of these kids a fucking year ago for being hippie you know whatever um i I have nothing but support for them right now because it's it's so clearly um a one-sided oppression
1: um yeah it really is like the the amount of violence that you see on the protester side here there's like people occasionally throw a plastic water bottle at the cops (laughs) right right right. right. (laughs) like shoot lasers at them you know like uh, they do try to like they they just try to set some plywood on fire in front of the justice like uh like stuff like that happens you know but i hardly see people throwing rocks you know like uh Mm -hmm. like it's it's like, I just saw some footage of uh, recent protests in Serbia, um, where the situation, I guess, there was, um, like, the government is being really cynical about their uh, lockdown orders with the uh, um, COVID-19. Like, they they were really strict, and then they just let them off right away, um, basically so that the people could vote in the election and get them in again you know and and just people saw through it immediately but anyways the footage there it's just from a, like a week or so ago maybe two weeks just like thousands of people just storming their their parliament building like throwing all kinds of bricks and stuff yeah <laughs> and, yeah yeah and like you, like other countries they just they just go insane you know it's like they're so laid back here like they 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 are basically
0: peaceful, you know. I agree. Yeah, I remember a, a month ago, like with the at the sort of height of even the when the Black Lives Matter movement was sort of had reached Osaka and fucking you know Italy and France and stuff like that. I was watching footage from Greece where people are like, "What are they tossing Molotov cocktails?" And it's like, yeah, "Oh yeah. shit, that is that is real. That is yeah. like that is that is some yeah, intense Greek- shit."
1: The Greeks always get out there, Molotovs. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah.
0: Here, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's literally kids with fucking umbrellas standing there waiting to get shot, and that one guy throws a fucking...